Welcome to Modern Babylon, Culture Contrarian. This is Ryan Miller. <clears throat> I apologize. I'm a little under the weather and have been attending to some personal medical needs and uh, wanted to get this recording in to provide some additional context. And for those that have been listening to my broadcast, I have interspersed um, commentary on the activities related to something that I am heavily engaged in regarding civil rights deprivation by uh, school board members and a number of other public servants. And this, this is inclusive of uh, law enforcement, chiefs of the police, um, Pennsylvania state troopers, uh, local district attorney, county investigators. The list is quite long, surprisingly. Um, actually, it's not surprising. It's disappointing. And uh, not too long ago, no, that's a month ago, I sent a request in, rather lengthy right-to-know law request in to Pennsylvania State Troopers relative to two incidents. <clears throat> and it, it was quite, quite laborious. There was about 17 identified types of records that I was seeking, and I followed the instructions and followed the procedure for requesting audio and video recordings, and that request came back, and there was a lot of conflicting re response in, responses from the person responding to the request. Now, I accept that public servants are just doing their job. They're, they're following the, the direction of their leadership, and sometimes they may be put in some very precarious positions relative to how they may need to communicate, and uh, they can couch their, I don't know, their, their statements and their narratives and, and construction of their responses that they could be possibly misunderstanding my request or misrepresenting the nature of the response. And they have a lot of latitude. And this goes directly at the foundation point where I've been speaking quite frequently about, and that is about qualified immunity. The, the qualified immunity protection affords them cover from those misrepresentations, mischaracterizations, because it's not reasonable, Graham versus Connor, it's not reasonable for them to know all of the laws and the policies and the procedures in which they're supposed to respond to and they're given this legal protection or indemnity from being held accountable for those statements. So it's not reasonable, according to the courts, for them to know the ins and outs of the legal responsibilities of their job. And as a public citizen, it's not reasonable for me to not know all the laws in which I must comply to. It's a, di a different standard. And I have to become very well versed in the laws on how to conduct myself in, in public and my burden and responsibility to communicate from those who are representing authority. Now, the first thing I need to determine is if they do have that actual authority. And unfortunately, that process, when you question someone's legitimate authority, all of a sudden there's a trigger, a psychological response that is a, a contempt for that authority, that I'm contemptuous, that I should just trust that they have that authority, while the courts require us to verify they have that authority. So there's a, there's a significant conflict between how public servants are protected from the law 
combined with the burdens that citizens must comply with the law and correct public servants. So the purpose of me doing this broadcast is to not be prophetic while it may reveal some prophetic predictions as this moves forward. So I've been supporting uh, some contracts on behalf of a number of citizens and attempt to advocate for their children and their family within various school districts. So yes, they have signed a contract with me for me to gather information, to provide clarity and context, and to aid them in navigating to get them the resources that they are deserved by law when putting them into public education. And this stems from as I was trying to engage a school board on behalf of parents, that the school board directors terminated my ability to speak. So I, I took the necessary steps that they don't have the ability to silence my speech. They don't have that authority. They, they tried to establish conditions or limits or parameters around me interacting with the board to exercise my free speech under the First Amendment, to redress my government at the appropriate time, place, and manner in which I had attempted to do. And they violated that. So I gave them a warning, as the Supreme Court tells me I must. And I provided them that you, you do not have the authority to deprive me of my civil rights. And here are the U.S. codes that state that you don't have the authority to do that. You must cease and desist that and afford me the ability, unimpeded, under the time, place, and manner, to redress my elected officials, my public servants. Well, they ignored that warning, and I've had to move along and attempt to be reasonable with them in the face of them being unreasonable. And they took another step when I attempted to do it again. And they contacted state troopers to remove me from the public school board meeting. And they did. They, they successfully accomplished that. Uh, they did it unlawfully, though, because no crime had been committed, and they're trying to attempt my exercise of right and convert it into a crime. And the, the officers threatened me with defiant trespass, which is a felony, which is an arrestable defense offense, if I didn't leave the school property. Now, unfortunately, the officers didn't perform their duty in doing a legitimate investigation. They didn't get any sworn affidavits of a crime to lawfully trespass me. So there's no record that they created. But they're alleging that I created a crime. And they have done, I have multiple documents that validate that they say that I have been trespassed from public property. And if I return, I will be arrested for defiant trespass. Now, while that may not meet the legal definition of a criminal trespass, I still have to be a reasonable citizen and expect that if I were to go back to that property, that officer, regardless of the law, would go hands-on, handcuff me, kidnap me, even though that there's no record of a criminal trespass. So when I submitted my request to the right to know officer of Pennsylvania State Troopers, they denied my request. And they acknowledged that there are two incident reports, one related to an emergency traffic stop, and there's an incident report related to me being removed. But in both, both instances, there was no documentation of criminal activity. 
So they're denying my ability to gain access to these documents because it wasn't criminal. But I'm sorry, if you're trespassing me from public property, there has to be a crime. What is the crime that I'm being trespassed? So they're denying this request, but I am sitting in fear of my life that I can't go back and advocate for my parents because they will go hands-on. So I have attempted to be as reasonable as I possibly can for the past several months in the face of unlawful actors under the color of law. So now I have attempted to allow the public officials to do the appropriate research for the appropriate legal entities such as civil rights attorneys to verify that they do not have that authority to silence someone's speech, but they're choosing not to do that. And I am following the court, the federal procedure to notify them in order to resolve this problem prior to making it a federal case, prior to make it a federal issue. And I had a timeline for them that they needed to respond by April 30th, which unfortunately they elected to engage the school's solicitor in a private civil matter. And the, the response from the school solicitor, while it did confirm that he is um, stepping outside of his ethical duties and responsibilities representing school officials in personal private matters, I am not litigating against the school board. I'm litigating against people who are unlawfully using their authority in their private person capacity after I warned them, you don't have the authority. Your oath does not give you the authority to, to violate me. So I'm just saying, stay in your lane, honor your oath. You are to uphold, defend, and protect my constitutional rights. And when you don't do that, you're no longer acting in your official capacity. You're acting in your private person capacity under the color of law. And I don't have the time to teach everyone about that delineation, but I do have a duty and obligation to provide them the U.S. Code under 18 U.S.C. 241, 242, and 42 U.S.C. 1983 and allow them to get personal counsel regarding that. But unfortunately, those individuals are creating a mockery of our legal system. So I have informed people that I am going down this federal court process. And wow, I got to tell you, piercing qualified immunity is a hurdle in itself. But in order to be prepared for going into federal court, I knew it was going to be a burdensome process. I knew it. It's the deck, the deck is stacked against us citizens. This is why our government is in the position it is of tyrannical control over the citizens, because we do not know how much effort is required to hold them accountable. So they laugh at our attempts to hold them accountable because no one knows how to do it. Well, they've met the unicorn riding on the back with the leprechaun on his back and that I know how to do this. I, it's my desire not to. I want people to just honor their oath and do their job lawfully, but when they violate that, I give them every opportunity to correct and repent and acknowledge their transgression. So I've given them an additional bit of grace period. So I was waiting for this right to know law request to come back from the state troopers, and unfortunately, that was not um, transparent. It was filled with false narratives and misrepresentations, but I've got this on the record. And I can see the additional conspiracy that now all of a sudden the public records officer is now conspiring with these other individuals. 
I can't make these people make the right choice. I just need to get the documents to verify how they're going to conduct themselves. So I have to do a little bit of a bridge here that I had initially intended to do my federal claims and name all of the individuals. And there's a lot of them. Holy smokes, there's a lot of them. But because of the response that I got from the troopers, I need to file my my documents for several troopers and give them a notice, a legal notice to say, I have a, I'm intending to sue you for deprivation of rights under color of law. And here are your here are your transgressions, here's your violations, and this is what I ask for you to restore. And this is what you need to do. You need to remove this unlawful threat of defiant trespass because there's no criminal record. And I'll, I'll narrate this in my letter of intent to sue and say, so step one is I need to, to do these things and then I need restitution from you for this amount for the deprivation of my civil rights under color of law. And I'm going to give you 30 days to respond. And if you ignore me on the 31st day, that settlement offer disappears and I will file my federal claim against the troopers. I expect them to ignore it. I don't expect any response. If I do get a response, I anticipate that I'm going to get a response that they want to have the protection of qualified immunity and settle this claim through mediation, which is not, a, is not something that I'm interested in. I'm not interested in taxpayers paying for the, the fines for the criminal actions of public servants acting under color of authority. That's why we get stuck in this mess, because we were always the citizens are paying the penalty fines through our tax dollars for the criminal actions held by public servants, because nobody pierces that qualified immunity. Now, sure, they're going to attempt to tempt me with settlement negotiations through mediation that will expedite the process. But this has never been about money for me. It's about justice. It's not my justice. I am just attempting to educate people to show us what we have allowed to happen with additional leg legislation restraints, Supreme Court precedents, which subs substantiates this massive divide between the slave masters and us being the slaves. And I don't desire to be a slave. I want to be free under the accordance of the Constitutional Bill of Rights, which have been written in our Constitution for us, which are basically a capture of divine rights. So I will be moving forward to put the documents before the Pennsylvania State Troopers. I anticipate that they're going to potentially respond and say, we will deal with this through mediation and protect the officer's qualified immunity. I will respectfully decline that mediation because this has gone on so long. There's been this has been premeditated, calculated, and strategic avoidance of your lawful responsibilities, and we're going to let the judge make that determination. Now, the judge may kick it back to qualified immunity protection. I don't believe that to be the case because the evidence will show that I've been more than reasonable in the face of unreasonable public servants, but it's quite possible our judicial system may be so broken that that may happen. I don't believe that to be the case, unfortunately, or fortunately, depends upon your perspective, because there are precedent where our federal district court 
has been reasonable. And they've been attentive to the claims that have been brought before them where civil rights have been deprived. And in one case, very similar to mine, the plaintiff accepted them going to qualified immunity. They resolved their problem and the compensation was paid by taxpayers and it got resolved. Without regards to what that monetary recognition was, that's irrelevant to me, but it's the point is that the taxpayers paid that settlement. I'm My case is a little bit different. I have much more documentation and advance notice that I had demonstrated all along that I'm trying to be reasonable in the face of unreasonable, misspoken, false representation of authority, and going to the improper resources to verify compliance or their ability to enforce. So I'm going to go down Trooper Route 1, and then I'm going down and creating my federal claim. Now, I'm going to apologize to those people that are listening to me. This is a massive effort for me. And I don't have the ability to delegate the volume of information which I have and construct it into this legal claim. I'm going to take that burden on myself and it's going to take me a tremendous amount of time to put it in an organized structure. And it's going to be a, 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 one, a, a ream of papers worth of documents that are going to need to be served. When I finally complete that, and I don't want to predict how long it's going to take take me because I have health issues I need to contend with, which are rather uncomfortable. Um, I don't want to predict how long it's going to take. But I'm committed to getting that done. I'm going to deal with my troopers first and then go after the other public servants. Then I think I'm going to be probably up to 40-plus um, named defendants. And this is not small. And I'm doing this as a date stamp. And I, I have no problem stating that the, this is Tuesday, May 17th, and the time is at 1048 in the morning. No problem stating that. I'll violate the rules of podcasting evergreen broadcasts and just date stamp it. I'm saying my desire is to not be punitive. That's not it. I want it all along for the public servants to recognize their limits of authority. And when they breach those limits, the burden is on us to hold them accountable. And I have no power to hold them accountable. I have, we have zero power. They always rely upon the citizen. You want to file a complaint? Go file a complaint, which goes in the deep six oval filing basket. Investigating ourselves is their response, and they never give you a response to the investigation. And they come up with this flowery language. We found them being in compliance with our policies, procedures, and training. And there's no disciplinary action that is of any magnitude. There's no corrective action. So we that's the normal path. That's where they tell us to go. Go down this well-traveled path, we tell you, so we can protect ourselves. Great. Many people just go down that, that path. It's just like you have a concern with the school board and they say don't address it personally and with individuals and and you can file your complaint and you can get a hearing and a hearing examiner. Go down this path because that's the path that protects them. You have another path. My education is to help you understand that other path where we can hold them accountable. Sure, it's a ton of work. Now, my objective is that after I go through this, regardless of the result, regardless of the 
corrective action and regardless of any monetary settlement at the end, that it will be a template that will be available for others to see and they can make their own determination. And it's, if I'm successful, you have a blueprint that you can say, wow, this is a lot of work in order to achieve this kind of justice, but I don't have the time to do that work. So then accept that. You don't have the time. You don't want to invest the energy to do it, to hold them accountable and just accept them doing what they do. Stop complaining about it. They've told you our government, our Supreme Court, our legislators have told us how we need to do this. You may not like it. Your options are affect change within those bodies to correct that, which the Constitution affords that for us. The Convention of States is a very powerful tool. We're almost, I think we have 38 named states that are in the, named in the Convention of States. So that's a power that's coming back to us. Or just suck it up, buttercup, and move along. So again, I'm not going to predict when these documents are going to be officially served, applied to the federal district court. But when they are, and I've got the stamped receipt and that they're out for service, I'm going to make a notice. And I'll add it to the Give, Send, Go page and say, ha, here you go. Here is the lawsuit. It's a matter of public record, so you can go see it. You know what? I'll just create a hyperlink in the Give, Send, Go so you can so read the lawsuit itself. Now, from an evidentiary standpoint, I have this archive of all of my evidence that is hundreds of hours of work that started prior to, I should say it started in October of 2021, and that it over time, I just accumulated more and more documents and evidence of my attempts to be reasonable. And I had the evidence of how public servants attempted to criminalize law-abiding behavior. That archive will not be public in the sense like it's not going to be a public record. I'm not going to attach it to my lawsuit because I'm going to use that as my evidence when I'm in court and they're going to have to bring their own evidence that contradicts my evidence. And even if the judge orders me to hand my evidence over to the defendants, it's incriminating them. I have both sides of the communication. So I may make that public relative to the legal process, but not to the general public. And that if people are interested in what it takes to fight this fight, then you gain access to my eBooks and my training and my education and that archive of hundreds of hours worth of labor. I'm trying to model what freedom looks like how to express liberty in a loving, respectful, God-honoring way in a world that is spitting in the face of morality, ethics, code, honor, integrity, in a world of liars. Truth is unknowable, undefinable to these people. I'm communicating with the reprobate 
I want to offer them the ability to extend grace and they can spit at me all day long. I'm going to turn my cheek. You can't say that I'm going to resist arrest. That's unlawful violence against an innocent individual. I told you what I will do. It's in my ebook. If you aggress against me, I'm going limp. I'm going to go into a puddle of biological goo and you are going to violate me any way you see fit. And I'll just record it and document it and let the judge determine how can someone be resisting when they've gone flaccid? Try that. So I was hesitant about making this broadcast public, but I think it's important for my transparency and authenticity to share this with the general public as a date stamp, as something as prophetic. My hope has always been that they would repent and restore and say, we made a mistake. We did exercise authority over you, which we didn't lawfully have. And we want to talk to you about settling and negotiating this. That's never happened. I've framed my language that you can, you, you've got a choice. You can stand on your hill and die on it and I'll let the process handle it the way the process does. Or you can engage me. And if you want to mock me, you want to point fingers at me, you want to joke me, I'm okay with that. I can laugh. This can be rather humorous in, in a, a certain lens because you think it will never happen. And it's not going to happen until it does happen. So you can mock me all the way up to the day you get that federal summons. Should I be open to negotiation when you finally receive that federal summons that the solicitor has no standing and there's no qualified immunity protection when I told you about that back in January? And I've had multiple forms of communication to say, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do this. And you mock me. Repent. I've told you what you needed to do. Stay in your lane. It's okay. We'll let the judge determine it. And here's an interesting thing. Somebody was communicating with me the other night and they said, what are you going to do when this gets public? I said, well, when this gets public, as has happened with many other lawsuits like this, the, the media stations want to conduct interviews and have conversations with the person who's filing the suit. And this will be a big one. And I said, you know what? I will only attend to interviews with the backdrop of the property that trespassed me. That I will want a news crew to stand with me right before the sign. I'll stand on public property as to prevent law enforcement trying to go hands on me. I won't stand on school property I'll stand on public easement in front of that sign and conduct an interview. And let's see what the police do then. That'll be interesting. Comical. Now, I don't think anybody will, will want to do that, but I think it'd be rather humorous. Maybe I'll just ask one of my friends to interview me in front of that sign. Very funny. Well, as we head down this journey, it gets a little mind-bendy. And the documents will be available, a portion of them in the public domain. And you can take that process and put it in your intellectual pipe and smoke it.
Modern Babylon, Cultural Contrarian, and Ryan Miller. Wishing you to have a great, blessed day. Take care.